I'm John Chidley Hill, and this is the 112 podcast. You already know. Room 112, where the players dwell, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. I don't think we're going to talk about Bad Boy Entertainment this week. No, but we will talk about a couple bad boys. Ooh, what a segue. I do what I can. level segue. I do what I can. I do what I can. (laughs) This is, uh, we're talking about episode seven of the Challenge All-Stars. We pick up where we left off. Mark and his henchmen uh, are (laughs) celebrating his win. He's wearing a crown. I couldn't tell if it said Podfather or Bodfather. I think he said Godfather, no? Like he keeps calling himself the Godfather. I guess so. I don't know. Either way, the scene only confirmed for me my dislike of Mark and Derek and sort of Nehemiah. What did you think? I mean, the one thing I'll agree with Mark is Mark said that there is no better feeling than winning an elimination. And I would assume that that's got to be correct. I've never won an elimination, but it looks like it's pretty cool. Seems Mm -hmm. like it would be a pretty cool feeling. Um, But I will say he's got to work on his dancing. His dance moves were pretty bad. Pretty bad. What, am, they am were, I wrong? They were no, pretty bad. Wrong. For an athletic guy, he does not have rhythm. It's not even about being an athlete. Just like a simple two-step, man. Every human being should be able to at least conduct themselves with a simple two-step. Simple. What was it? Was it Hitch? That was the Will Smith movie, right? Yes. Yes. The advice, <laughs> the advice Will Smith gives to Kevin James in that movie on how to dance. I forget this. I I remember the scene vaguely, but I don't remember the specifics of it. Elbows two inches away from your body, <laughs> snap on the beat, and just step back and forth. And like a big mistake that a lot of guys make is that they don't move their feet. Uh, it's not enough to sway. No. You got to have some action happening below the waist. It's true. That's fair. That's very fair. And you know what? It, that'll get you far. That hitch dance move. For sure. That's all. You don't need much more than that. As an adult, like as a grown ass person, you don't need much more than that. That'll get you through most situations. Um, it does remind me, though, I remember this is way too inside, but whatever, who cares? This is what we do. I remember back in the day, what we do It is back in the day at my old job, when I worked at the score, we had this area called news pit two. And it was just where like, you know, a bunch of the hosts and producers sat, but it was so much fun. Like it was just such a great work environment. Like, you know, telling stories, cracking jokes, like whatever. It's just such a good time. But I remember one of the dudes who I won't, name him because whatever that part's not important but i remember one day it came up that he couldn't two-step and then one of the other guys was like trying to show him how to two-step like it was basically the scene you just described in the movie hitch but like it was even it was even made better by the fact of who the guy was who was showing him how to do the two-step like it was incredible like it was honestly one of the funniest things ever because at first i couldn't even believe that someone didn't know how to two-step i was like what do you mean you can't two-step like that's the most basic thing ever but yeah it's a thing it's a thing some people don't know sheldon it's a thing i I feel sorry for those people but we're here to help we're here to help well you know i've I've got friends who are from Alberta okay, and they can't believe that I don't know how to line dance. And like, I've taken line dancing lessons. Okay. Uh, 
it's not easy. Okay. No, I mean. But like, I consider myself a good dancer, but I can't, the line dancing, it's too much. But that's like a full on almost routine kind of, you know what I mean? Like there's more to it than just two steps back and forth. Like that's. But the, the basic is for line dancing. It's still like basically a two step, right? Like you two step uh... one way and then you turn like 90 degrees. Okay. And then two step the next way and then turn and then. Yeah. But I feel like you would pick, you'd be able to do it. Oh, I can, I can get there. I just yeah. like, I can't just like hit the ground running. You need on, a refresher. You know? That's, that's right. So just like Yasella needed a refresher of how the challenge works. Cause I mean, <laughs> well, her and Anissa, oof. Before we get to that, we have comments because. Okay. Uh, we sort of, sort of, I put down Mark and Derek last week mm-hmm. and we got some, uh, listener comments. Okay. Uh, Sarah Casellas, longtime listener. Shouts to Sarah says, so Derek, I feel this attachment to him being a good guy that I made in the mid era of the challenge around the unduly maligned season, the Island. Sorry, Sarah. I disagree. The Island's horrible. When he made his comeback, I was rooting for him, but I've gotten a little annoyed over the past while, and I feel bad, but I think it started when I tried listening to his podcast. Felt like he was trying to make it about him a bit too much, in a way that's consistent with uh, the trying to produce energy you guys pointed out. And then Mark, he's cocky in a way that feels like he's trying to force his importance on us. Just let the widely known fact that you made this show happen speak for itself and chill out. I have to say, I agree with Sarah. I think she nailed it. No arguments here. I mean, it's a great point by Sarah. Um, I, I just think it's too much. It's doing too much. I, I still say it. And I, I, I mean, maybe there's going to be a point where I uh, borrowed this segment from the show that was on ESPN called The Six, but they had a segment that, that was just called Doing Too Much. <laughs> and that's exactly Mark and Derek there. It's just, everything is so extra. Everything is like, they're the big boys. And it's like, if you just win, like they've been winning or doing really well, that'll speak for itself. But you don't need a crown. You don't need any of that stuff. That's extra. Well, you know, what occurs to me is like, yes, the concept of this season is Mark's idea, but it's, sort of it's sort of um inside baseball like it you have to be on social media Mm. you have to follow challenge accounts you have to follow mark and other like less active people to know all this like you have to be listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. and like we love our listeners and obviously like we're in that world Mm -hmm. but of of the millions of people that watch the challenge like regular challenge i don't think that's the engagement level so like it's a little presumptuous to be like oh everyone knows who i am and i have to celebrate like just act like you've been there before be be the barry sanders of the pot of the challenge but also too i think because we're in this situation where as you mentioned there might be a lot of people who aren't that familiar with a lot of these people you are making a first impression so for you to come on and act as if like you're the godfather or you're whatever. And we know that you don't have anywhere remotely close to the most wins. 
in challenge history. And as Derek says later in the episode, he hasn't won since what, 2008. Mm -hmm. Like that means there's like full on teenagers watching. Is my math correct? No, but my point is the point I'm trying to make is that they'd be turning 13 this year. Sheldon. You're I'm, okay. la I'm laughing at myself. That's a, I'm laughing at myself. Just let me laugh at myself and make fun of myself for a second. Okay. Okay. I'll know sure. you are the smart one that can do basic math and I, yeah. But anyways, the point I was trying to make though, is that there are people who watch this show who have no idea when Derek won. Right. They, they have no concept of it. So if they just came in like anyone else on the show, because we all watch the show and we're like, you know what? I really like Kendall or, you know what? I like Nehemiah or, you know what? I like Jemmy. Like you're, if you're coming into this fresh and you're not familiar with the work, Derek and, and, and Mark, like their resumes aren't even good enough to be like, oh, okay. I get it. These guys are the real OGs. They're like the big bosses of the show. Yeah, I agree. It's they're not even in the top 10 or maybe even in the top 20 at this point in terms of wins. Mm -hmm. And it they are I mean I wonder I wonder if maybe production's been an influence because like production I think is very much used to having a Johnny or a Wes or True. a CT at this point. True. Or or a Kara or a Smashly. Just anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Someone who you need to like, as we talk about it all the time, right? Produce the show while being on the show, whether that is, you know, giving good confessionals or setting up scenes when they go talk to whomever while they're working out. Like all of those things are needed. And I get that. But I just think they're doing too much within that. I also have to tell you, I was listening to Still Too Much by Ghetto Concept the other day, wow. as you do. Wow. And That's it reminded reference. me of you and this podcast. I don't know how you're going to feel about that, but. Okay. I'm not mad at that song. No. It's a great Canadian not. classic hip hop song. You've got ears and a heart. Of course and you don't. Like, there are like Americans song. though listening, being like, "What are you guys talking about?" Which well, we is great. talked about it. That's what we. That's what we strive for here. We talked about it months ago. Because right? snows on that track too, right? And I feel yeah. like Americans, if you're of or in and around our age, you definitely remember who Snow is and Informer, because that was yeah. a smash hit. <laughs> smash hit. Smash hit. Breaking down borders for sure. Distant cousins of. Uh, Stephen Page from the Bare Naked Ladies and Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun. Hold on, what? That is not true. Hold on, that is not true. <laughs> Stop it. That is not true. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> there, we're like way off on a tangent that like there are five people listening right now that are like finding this as amazing as I do. And then the rest of the people are like, who are all of these people that you're talking about? <laughs> but I'll give them. So like Snow, the, the what do I call him? A white reggae artist from Toronto, Scarborough. That's, that's generous. Scarborough sides. Sure. He <laughs> and Steve Simmons, who is basically, I mean, the He's poor the, man's version, the poor man's version of a Toronto Maple Leaf Stephen A. Smith. I would say um, 
what's his face Bayless, but Skip Bayless. Or a homeless version, not even a poor man's version, a homeless <laughs> version, a homeless man's version of Skip Bayless. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. We could go with that. I just okay. I just sent you a chat as proof. That is okay. I I I know what I'm doing when we're done this podcast because I'm like mind blown right now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> There's like four people that I know I'm gonna send this exact conversation to because they're gonna be like, "What? This makes no sense." Now None. I might I might have it twisted. It might be that Stephen Page is cousins with Steve Simmons. And with Snow, like he's like the connection. He's the connector. I don't he's know that Kevin Snow Bacon. and Steve Simmons are cousins. Still, that's fine. But like, if you think about it, they look alike, like all three of them. Like you can see a, <laughs> a family resemblance. What is happening right now? I don't even know what we're talking about right now. I don't know what. <laughs> I always want to like change this podcast and make it like a a, a family tree <laughs> podcast, breaking down Snow's family lineage. Like, Gladly. what is going on? And all I'll say, people, if you're wondering who the hell we're talking about, you don't have to know anyone other than Snow and just Google Snow, rapper or reggae artist. I don't know what he actually calls himself, but he's basically and, Chet Hanks before Chet Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> Chet and, like, and like, good. Like, Informer's a banger, okay? What is what is happening right now? We are <laughs> off the rails. This might be the most off the rails we've ever been. And it's still I don't even know if we've talked about the show that much yet. No, we haven't. But let's get let's get back to that. <laughs> so you want to talk about Hold Yazella. on, can I just say one thing though? Yeah. If anyone I, I need anyone who is listening to this podcast right now, if you appreciated the last two and a half minutes of that gibberish about snow <laughs> and I was about to call him Stephen A. Simmons for a second, <laughs> by the way, there <laughs> and Steve Simmons, please let us know. I, I just want to hear from you just to know that there's someone out there that appreciated this conversation of a full breakdown of the ancestry.com of snow. I'll tell you what, the next time I see Steve Simmons, whenever that is, I'll ask him directly. <laughs> Fair enough. Sound good? <laughs> this is what the people come to this podcast for. That is the information. I like it. I like it. So Yazella and Anissa are cuddling under a blanket together, talking about how close they are in real life. And they mm -hmm. both, you know, Yazella says, uh, Anissa and I speak every day. She's met my kids. And they're, they're emphasizing that they're peoples. Mm -hmm. um, you and I have watched the challenge often enough to know it's not going to go well for our girls. Oh, yeah. Straight you can't have that kind away. of setup. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest. We saw this, what, three episodes ago with Katie and Trishel, no? Yeah. The exact same thing. So, yeah, we kind of get where it's going and it's setting it up, but... Even with the, the telltale signs, what makes the show so interesting is you still want to see how it breaks down. And I got to be honest, I'm not really sure why they were beefing anyways, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that because there's yeah, something else. We, we segued off of music back to the actual challenge, mm -hmm. but we're going right back to music because if there's anything that I'm so happy about the fact that we're watching this season and getting to see the American version with all the music. I thought I was super happy with all the bad boy and 112 tracks, but shorty swing my way is a classic 
classic, classic banger. Like that is a great track. Like when that came out, when that came on, I was like, oh, okay. I like whoever's producing the challenge. Shouts to you guys right now because you guys are putting in work. And again, as I say all the time, if you're in and around our age, you definitely know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, that's okay too. We're here to educate. We're here to help you out. Banger, Shorty Swing My Way. Great track. See, here's, I thought that you were going to be hyped because of them playing Boom by P.O.D. when <laughs> TJ rocked up on his, like, pain wagon there. No. You strike I mean, me as that a was big cool. P.O.D. guy, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. First <laughs> off, so, like, <laughs> I know what you're doing here. <laughs> And I wasn't mad at it at all. I love this. I love the scenes where they're just like, where's TJ? And you know, he's going to come in on something crazy, right? Like that always happens. So I was expecting that. I wasn't surprised by that. But again, Shorty Swing My Way, great track. Um, and I will say, because this is where my line of the episode was, uh, when Mark is doing his workout, and all the girls are in the window watching, and you know, there's not enough of these scenes that we normally see in the challenge where like they know they're creating content for the show, but I appreciated this. Right. And they're like laughing. They're like tell, yelling at Mark, Hey, take it off, take it off. Ha ha ha. And then Jimmy, Jemmy says, quote, he's a stripper. You hire for your mom's 50th birthday so that your mom doesn't feel guilty rubbing your hands all over some young kid. But you know, that's, that's Mark. Close quote. <laughs> that- that was my second favorite line of the episode. So I'm well, glad. Well, that's a tease. That's a good tease. So we can save that for the end. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so we, no on the PODA. Eh? Sure. I mean, <laughs> I have to tell you, Sheldon, one of my favorite things in the world when we're recording this podcast is saying, Hey, Sheldon, you really like, and then saying something that I know for sure you don't like. <laughs> It's a good bit we got. It's a good bit we got. For sure. It fills my heart so much. <laughs> so, I mean, I've heard of the song. Like I, I, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard the song before. Of course, you but I wasn't. Saw like, Rain, I'm sure you saw "Rain of Fire" opening night, like I did. But I wasn't like banging out to it or anything. No, I was because it was the late '90s, and I was way more into new metal than anyone has any right being. Okay. Hey, and that's just a balance we bring to you on this podcast right hey man corn holds up still and lincoln park i'll die on that hill i'll take your word for it i mean the (laughs) lincoln park jay-z was that collision course album yep that was the thing i remember pretty good it's pretty wild if you think about it oh yeah um, so back to the challenge, the, <laughs> the daily competition is called rib cage pass. Oh, is and that what we're talking about? Okay, cool. <laughs> so there's a truck and sticking out from this, both sides are a series of beams mm-hmm. and, uh, each person has to jump from beam to beam toward the back of the truck where they will collect a singular ball and then make their way back. And they have to do this four times. Um, for both the men and the women, whoever comes in last, mm-hmm. i.e. goes the shortest distance or gathers the fewest balls, uh, they are immediately going to the elimination. Whoever yes. wins 
is going straight to the final. We learn. Uh, which is big. Which is big. Which is pretty big. What did you think of this uh, competition? Uh, I thought it was pretty hard. Like, it looked really hard. And, you know, by the way that most of the competitors did, yeah, it was really hard. And it started off with Anissa versus Yasela. So you could see where this episode was going for sure. And, you know, it's still, they didn't do too well. But then again, great job by the editors and producers, by the way that they put together the episode, because it starts off bad. And it's like, all right, let's switch the scene and go to the next competitors. And they drop Onyx Slam. Like, yes, you're almost in honesty. Okay. We're almost at a point where you're trying to get me to not actually be paying attention to what's going on in the show. Cause I'm just jamming out like Onyx slam banger, banger, banger. Like I agree. So good. And just perfect for the scene. Yeah. I, first of all, slam by Onyx somehow does not get credit as like an all time great rap song. Hmm. But for me, it's not top 10, but like top 25 all time. It's a great track. It's so good. And like Onyx didn't really have any other hits. So it doesn't, and it was like a little underground. So like, yeah. it wasn't like a chart topper. Yeah. But man, as soon as it came on, I was like, yes. Like, and you're right. Like it was perfect for the scene. Like yeah. just a great song. Like, even if you aren't familiar with the song, but that came on, I feel like you might get hyped. Yeah. It, it just unlike, seemed well. Unlike when Step by Step by New Kids on the Block came on. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting. That was an interesting, you know, but it just shows what music can do, right? Music can set you in different moods. The New Kids on the Block, Step by Step, I kind of, I just laughed. I kind of just laughed, but I see what they're doing, right? Because again, they're telling a story and it was about the fact that Darrell's kind of afraid to do it, but he just got to take it step by step, right? Well, it was interesting because that is a song that predates the real world, let alone the challenge. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of these throwback songs we've been enjoying yeah. predate the challenge. Yeah. But Step by Step predates the real world, the original reality TV show. But again, it was appropriate for Darrell taking it step by step. I did like Derek and Yazella doing commentary on Alton versus Darrell. Thought yeah. that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, Derek was hype. He was in the first, uh, he and Nehemiah were the first men to go. And Derek set the pace early, bringing back three balls. Mm -hmm. And as Jemmy pointed out, he thought he was going to win. He did. Until the very end, when his BFF, Mark, topped him and got four balls and won. Yeah. Kellyanne won for the women. We haven't spoken a lot about Kellyanne this season. I have to say, I'm a big fan of hers. Like, not just this season, but every season. Yeah, she's a great challenge competitor because she's pretty good at a lot of challenges. She tries hard. Um, she's fun in the house, right? Like, she'd be in there partying and getting down or whatever. Like, she's cool peoples. She'd be a, a cool hang. And at the end of the day, when you're watching these reality shows... We're looking for cool hangs. She definitely fits the bill. But again, she also is a pretty damn good competitor. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite Kellyanne 
moment was I want to say Bloodlines. She okay. was arguing with someone, mm-hmm. and she was storming out of the room. And I think it was Jamie, like Cara Maria's cousin, mm-hmm. and they were they were the two that are were arguing. And as she stormed out, he said Namaste to her sarcastically, and she still stopped to turn around and say Namaste. Was like an angry namaste. Okay. And for whatever reason, that's like my lasting memory of Kellyanne. Okay. But she did do very well in this competition. It was an impressive showing on her part. What did you make of Jonay's whole thing about how she's been, you know, playing possum, so to speak, and not trying to show everyone her full capabilities? Uh,. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I just, I'm not sure the competitions have suited Kellyanne. No, no, no. John A was saying that. Oh, I, well, I don't think that's the case at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think. That was awesome. Do you, do you think John A? No, no. I mean, she tried to say that like, you know, she's been playing possum and she's not trying to show everything so that people, people aren't worried about her in the final. It's like, okay, cool. I mean, I guess it's working because she's kind of been playing in the background, but I still don't know that I'd be worried about her in a final. So, no. No, just asking. Just John asking. A's, I mean, John A's, like, I'll, get, I'll give her full credit where it's due. She just gave birth, like, seven months ago. Like, what mm-hmm. she's doing, competing and, like, doing well, like, full credit to her. I'm not yeah. going to take anything away from her. But, like, she was never a good competitor. Yeah. Like John A was never a killer. She's her presence is what's really stretching our definition of all stars. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. So like, it's not like she's even rounding into form. Like this is her form. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I get that. I get that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as mentioned, Mark, ends up surpassing Derek at the very end as he got four balls and you know Yasella and Big Easy lose they end up being teammates going into the arena meanwhile the winners as you mentioned going straight to the final Mark and Kellyanne pretty big huge so now we get to the the interesting parts of each episode where you know the politicking begins and Big Easy says he wants Nehemiah And Anissa, she's more focused on the fact that she just doesn't want to go in yet again right before the finals. And she tries to tell the dudes, if you pick me, I'm not doing it. I'm going to quit, which we all know isn't true, (laughs) right? Which is an interesting strategy, but also kind of like as much as I like Anissa, and we've talked about that before, like you can't, the way that the game is set up right now, this, I mean, you, you, this is not a cool way to go about it. I don't really like it, to be honest. I think it's kind of whack for her to do that, to to put it that way. And I don't know. I didn't like it. What did you think? I think it's it sort of smacks of desperation. Mm-hmm. But also I understand that Anissa is desperate <laughs> to make a final for once. Yeah. The other thing is... I think she, we didn't see this, but <laughs> I think the other thing is Anissa's trying to avoid going in against her best friend, Yazella. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure she said that to someone at some point, but like going against Yazella is her worst case scenario. 
okay. in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she's of, just trying to say anything that can get her out of it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, which which makes sense to me. Yeah, totally. So people people are asking the Yazella and Big Easy because they're the ones going in who they want. Big Easy says Nehemiah, which is interesting because I sort of thought they were in an alliance like with Mark and Derek, but. There's no loyalty yeah. in these streets, you know? No. And All then, is fair in love, war, and the challenge, right? And then Yazella is saying that she'd like to see Durrell because he hasn't gone in yet, but Nehemiah has gone in yet. So she mm-hmm. thinks it's more fair to bring in Durrell, which, I mean, both Nehemiah and Durrell, I think, are are good competitors. Yeah. I here's my thought on this whole thing though right I don't think that just because you haven't gone in that you should go in before the final like I don't think that's fair like part of the game is making it to the final and you know what's a way of making it to the final not going into the elimination so I don't really think you can knock someone for that and and especially where you know, we've seen this game play out in different iterations where there's different rules and different strategies and all that. But the way that this season is set up, it is obviously better for you to avoid the final, right? So unless it's one of the seasons where you have to go in to earn your spot or whatever, and we talk about it, do you want the smoke or not want the smoke? There's no need. There's absolutely no need. So that's the part to me that's a little odd. And I didn't really, I didn't like Yisela just trying to kind of eliminate certain people and be like, I think it should be either this person or this person. Because again, like it didn't really even make sense from a game standpoint, right? Like wouldn't going against Darrell be harder for you? Right? Like I didn't understand it from a game standpoint. Me neither. I also... I don't know why Yazella is not like Big Easy, like gets to pick who he wants in terms of like the, yeah. the male competitor. Mm-hmm. So in deliberations, yeah, Nehemiah sort of kicks things off. I think getting ahead of the curve, <laughs> yeah, because he knows that his name's been thrown out there and votes for yes, and then yes makes this great philosophical speech about how he has no alliances. Mm-hmm. Each day is a fresh start. Yep. Each day he, you know, looks people in the eye and that's his new alliance. And it like clearly moves people. Mm-hmm. What did you think of his speech? I mean, I thought it got the job done. Anytime you come with something different that's not combative, it's always a plus. You make a good point and you're not combative. You're not putting anyone else down. It's a good point. And he did a great job. And I mean, at the end of the day, I still don't fully understand why Anissa voted for Nehemiah against the wishes of her best friend. Like, I I still don't really get it. Like, I don't really understand her. Like, was she just sure that Nehemiah wouldn't pick her? Was that it maybe? But she still seemed worried. So I don't know. Well, the thing is, though, Yazella wanted Durrell. Mm-hmm. By the time it was time for Anissa to vote, Durrell had did not have enough votes to go in. Yeah, it was between yes or Nehemiah. And I guess I guess Yazella had said put in someone who hasn't been in yet, which would be yes. Mm-hmm. But like it's not like 
Anissa went against Yazella's wishes. I mean, just, if you ask Yazella. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to that. But Yazella specifically said Durrell. Durrell was no longer an option. So Anissa mm-hmm. had to make a new decision. Yeah. No, I, no disagreements here. No disagreements here. I mean, Anissa makes her pick. She picks Nehemiah. And yeah, then they play the Night of the Roxbury song, which I mean, yeah. It's I don't know how. I f- yeah, I guess so. Right. I guess so. Um, we get beef where Yasella and Anissa are mad at each other. Jemmy doing her job, what Jemmy does best in terms of stirring the pot, which I thought was super funny. Well, we have a listener comment about um, about that. Cokes, okay. Coakley or Pepsi. That's a good it's a good Twitter handle. Okay. Says just caught the most recent. You killed it. And I had to take the opportunity to write in. I can't stand Jemmy. Oh. She preaches about being a good person. And how soon do we forget that she ganged up on and bullied Kaylee in Vendettas? I, as you know, Sheldon, I'm a fan of Jemmy. Okay. I see why she's not everyone's cup of tea, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't disagree with Cokes. Um and i didn't love jemmy in this scene like i felt like she was needlessly urging on yazella who Mm -hmm. clearly as you would say had the remy in the system and it like yazella and anisa it's established are real life best friends so for jemmy to be like egging her on I didn't think was cool because again, I don't think that Yazella had the full picture about the fact that Darrell was off the table. Yeah. And the one thing I will say in Jemmy's offense, cause I agree with you overall, I think she's being messy, but that's also what Jemmy does. That's her mm-hmm. strategy. That's, you know, the point of the game is figuring out a way for you to survive as long as possible. Different people are going to do that with different ways and different strategies and that's just her way, right? Cool, whatever. I get it. It's not everyone's cup of tea. The one thing I will say that I agree with her on, though, was she was saying that Anissa just gets mad because every time right before the final, she gets tossed in. And that's her own fault. And I mm-hmm. kind of agree with Jemmy on that end. Like, What happens to Anissa on every season of the challenge isn't the fault of any of the people that are on this current season of the challenge. And in fact, next season, when she goes back on the challenge, if right before the element, the final, she then gets tossed in, you know what? That's just the nature of the game. And maybe it means more that Anissa should switch something up, right? I'm a big believer in the the definition of insanity, right? But, but maybe this is Anissa switching things up. Because Anissa's usually a good, solid friend, dare I say, loyal to a fault. Okay. In the vote, she did prioritize herself mm-hmm. over Yazella. I mean, like, we can't have it both ways. We can't say Anissa wasn't loyal and say that she's always sticking to the same formula. It's fair. And also, uh, to your earlier point, her straight up saying, 
I refuse to, to compete if anyone brings me in is also not, not what you would normally do. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I, do, That's I fair. do. I agree with yours and Jemmy's point that, you know, Anissa does it to herself one way or the other. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Makes sense. So what did, what did you make of Big Easy and Nehemiah talking trash? Because that was a funny scene. I thought it was weird because I didn't think Big Easy was talking trash at first. And then, like, Nehemiah suddenly but took hold it there. On. Wasn't he talking about, like, I'll bring you breakfast? I'll bring you your breakfast or something? What do you want for breakfast? Like, it was just I, weird. I, I thought he was, was just being, on. like, nice. <laughs> right? Like, we're still buds. <laughs> okay. Sheldon, okay. I'll bring you breakfast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, and then, yeah, they, they showed the flashback of Big Easy sending home Nehemiah in the duel. And he says, I'll do it again. I totally so, forgot about that. I mean, of course. Like, how long ago was that? So, uh, yeah, we move on and we get Anissa and Yasela. They're saying they're not friends anymore. Wow. And uh, Yasela saying that Anissa stabbed her in the back, which I think is a bit extreme. But again, I still, and I'm not really positive why Anissa made her pick, but whatever, that's what she did. Um, Nehemiah ends up picking Kendall. And I want to know, what are your thoughts on Nehemiah's pick of Kendall? Well, so, so, hold on. I have to say something about the Anissa um, Yazella fight. Yazella was saying their friendship was over. Anissa was not saying that. Anissa was like, For no, sure. we're still friends. Yeah, you just yeah. have to get over this. Yazella sure. was also clearly drunk. Yes. And so Anissa was just like, all right, we'll talk tomorrow sort of thing, which like... Well, the wisest words ever said, man, when the Remy's in the system. Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. To get to your question, though, of like seeing like... Because they could see what the competition was. It clearly was going to involve climbing. Mm -hmm. Kendall is a great pick. Yeah. Only because you can't pick Kellyanne, who's taller. Yeah. But equally athletic. Mm -hmm. Kendall is for sure the correct pick. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, and Anissa's crying because she finally made it to the final. Did she, though? <laughs> well... We'll find out. Um, I think she's assuming. So TJ said that this is the final arena. True. But that Which doesn't we know mean there's, there's always a purge. Purge, 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 purge. Yes, agreed. It doesn't mean there's not, you know, if you like, we're going to run a race right now. And if you're last, you're out. Like there's, he didn't yeah. say, he did not say that they're all in the final. And with TJ, um, it made all it, that like as Jemmy said a couple episodes ago, mm -hmm. you have to pay attention to how TJ phrases things, and he did not say you're all in the final. He said the yeah. winners of this elimination are in the final. Mark and Kellyanne are in the final. Yeah, this is the final arena. That's different. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, what did you make of this elimination, the actual event here? Because it was interesting. You kind of had to lift up your partner so you could get the rings up and over the pole. Then you had to walk over to your wall. The, the rings are attached to chains, which you had to strategically place 
on pegs on said wall to create a ladder that you would then be able to climb up and hit the bell at the top to win. One thing I will say is that I don't think they did a good enough job in breaking down uh, the difference between how uh, Big Easy built his wall or his ladder and how Nehemiah built his and the difference and like what went wrong. Because obviously there was some form of strategy with the length of the chains, one being shorter than the other or whatever. Like there was a way that you're supposed to go about it. I don't think they did enough time like breaking that part down for me because I understood, oh, okay, Big Easy did something right. Nehemiah did something wrong, but I'm not really sure what that was. And I yeah. kind of needed just a little something to be like, oh, okay, that's where they messed up. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I would love, I know they usually rely on the competitors, the cast members to explain strategy, mm-hmm. but they don't, sometimes the cast members don't get it or don't give them the soundbite they need. Yeah, I would love like a TJ Lavin voiceover and like a freeze frame with like a diagram or whatever. Like, this is what we were looking yeah. for. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I also wonder too, how much time, because what ends up happening normally, I feel like, is they film the season, but then they end up doing the voice, the uh, confessionals as inserts. So then once you do that later on, you have holes that you say, hey, I need someone to say blank. Mm-hmm. But the because of COVID, I wonder if they weren't able to do that this time around. Oh, maybe. That's an interesting point. Like, I have no idea. I'm totally just, you know, thinking out loud. But yeah, who knows? But a disappointment. The one thing I do know, that's a horrible loss for Kendall and Nehemiah. I mean, when I saw it, and like saw what the competition was and saw that Nehemiah made the right choice in picking Kendall. I was like, Oh, this is a wrap. Mm-hmm. Like Kendall is built for this. Nehemiah is built for this. And, and then, then Isela hurt herself. Yeah. And she popped her knee or something. It's, it's not clear, but she looked, I thought that I honestly thought they were going to eliminate her based off of an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for Kendall and Nehemiah to lose, I'm stunned. Like, yeah. what an upset. And, like, I'm not saying that to put down Big Easy and Yazella, but, like... Yeah, if we're in Vegas making odds of who are the favorites, it definitely wasn't going to be Yazella and Big Easy. The one thing I do wonder, though, is do you think Yazella getting hurt actually helped because there was less dialogue? Big Easy just had to get going. There's no dialogue in terms of how to do a, how to do what or where to place what because she was hurt and he just had to go. Well, Instead of what normally would have happened, there might have been some back and forth, maybe some arguing, maybe, you know. Well, I wonder how much Yazella, because she was just like committed to not climbing the ladder because of her knee, mm-hmm. I wonder how much it helped her perspective that she could just like sit back and like help Big Easy yeah. stay organized. Because, like, Kendall and Nehemiah at times are both on the wall. And, like, sometimes you can be too close to the forest that you can't see the trees. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe Yazella being forced to take a step back. I'll Mm -hmm. say she had my line of the episode. She goes, 
Just because this isn't a typical ladder doesn't mean our arts and crafts aren't beautiful. <laughs> that really made me laugh. Saying it okay. again makes me chuckle. Okay, okay. I, I'm honestly stunned by this outcome. I did not think, like as soon as climbing, I thought it was a wrap. Yeah. And, and then I love that Big Easy, you know, CT is the pain train. Big Easy calls himself the choo-choo train, which is adorable. <laughs> You're yeah. not a fan of the choo-choo train, eh? Definitely not. I didn't I didn't like how this went down. Like I feel bad. Like I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit here because like right I feel bad for Kendall. Because yeah. like she's my MVP of the episode, line of the episode, MVP Kendall. Kendall is the MVP of this episode. The crowd chanting MVP, because that's real. I feel sorry for her because like she got dragged into this for the umpteenth time. Right. And kept having to go in over and over again. And, you know, I get why, because she's good and people wanted to be partnered with her. But the fact that she went in with Nehemiah, who loses to Big Easy again, who was talking trash to Big Easy, like you can't talk trash to Big Easy and then lose. It's like, uh, um, I know the timelines people might not be knowing when we're like recording this and when these episodes come out, but the Sixers losing in a heartbreaking home loss to the Atlanta Hawks. And I was here for all the Philadelphia 76ers jokes because there's nothing that warms my heart more than Joel Embiid losing and seeing all the crying memes. And I had to clarify to people, I have nothing against athletes who cry when they lose at sports. Hey, I've done that before, but that guy, <laughs> the guy coming out doing the DX suck it sellies, that guy doesn't get to to then cry, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you can't lose when you're the one out here bringing out Triple H to do the suck it move to everyone in the vicinity. Like you and your airplane sellies, you who sit out games because you had the runs and then want to tell us that you have a torn meniscus and that's like all that, nah. So I bring that up again because Nehemiah, you cannot lose after talking trash to Big Easy and you lose to him for the second time. That is unacceptable. Can't happen, won't happen, can't do it. And because of you, you drag down Kendall as well. Kendall is my MVP. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying because throughout this, and I know I made comments about this before, Kendall's just put in work. I know mm -hmm. that she's rubbing the house the wrong way in ways that I'm not really clear about. Yeah, I don't get the beef with her and Mark. There's got to be something there that we don't know, but, but I never understood that. But she just seems to go about her business. Yeah. You know, like she just seems to do yoga three times a day, eat healthy. No arguments here, man. She, like... I'm not going to say she's great TV. Like she's not partying hard or hooking up with anyone or anything, but no. like she hasn't done anything where I'm like, uh, like the one, her one misstep was when she refused to fall through that false floor and then like fell to pieces explaining where she was coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, that's a minor thing. And yeah, Agreed. like she took this loss. Well, she, she didn't do anything to invite this, mm -hmm. you know? So, it's uh, it's mystifying to me how she found herself in this position. Well, not mystifying. I do understand it, but 
No, no, no. I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. It sucks for her. Um, I'm going to go ahead. And, yeah, I'm going to co-sign you giving Kendall the MVP. Because I think she's had a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, sure, Yazella and Big Easy won. But, like, I don't want to take away from their win. But I, I didn't like Yazella going after Anissa so hard. When I don't think Anissa really did anything that bad. Yeah. And I don't... Oh, like, sorry. One other point, though. I do yeah. think Yes brought this up. And he said that it's super hypocritical of Nehemiah who spent the whole deliberation saying it's unfair. We need to put people in who haven't been in before. And then who did he pick? Kendall, who's been in every single time. Straight hypocritical. So, yeah. Yeah, yes made a good point. I have to say, I I won't name him my MVP, but we can call him my runner-up. Yes did nothing except for spit facts this episode, yep. <laughs> right? Like, yep. he didn't dominate or anything, but just, like, the his icy stare down as he explained his, like, philosophy to life. Spitting hot fire like our guy Snow. Yeah, just just like Snow. <laughs> Dude, that's really changed your life, hasn't it? That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Um. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with you at this point, Sheldon. Uh, I'm normally the one that leaves you speechless, and now you've just got me shook. Hey, I will say, I, sorry, I have one more thought, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up. But I think there's a part of me that wonders if Kendall is going to get to stay, because oh. I wonder how bad Yazella's knee is. Oh wow! Okay. In which case, Kendall's who you'd bring back, right, as the most recently eliminated woman? I guess so. I guess so. But yeah. No, I'm that's awesome. Gonna, I'm just going to put that energy into the world and maybe okay. manifest that. Okay. Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram, Sheldon Alexander, and like and subscribe on Blast Podcast, on YouTube under Sheldon Alexander. We're also on Twitch. We're all over the place. But Shouts to the people liking and subscribing, still rocking with us on this season of You Killed It. You know, like and subscribe to You Killed It podcast, of course. Unsubscribe. Subscribe again. Why not? Um, the people who've been rocking with us while we do this this challenge season that you, the, the fan, the viewer asked for, we appreciate y'all. And it's been yeah. fun. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And I uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.